Hey everybody and welcome to a bone-crushing Wild Ride with Steve-O. Man, this episode is nuts. I addressed the situation with the comment I left on Bam's Instagram, then deleted, then it became a global news story. Man, this situation is nuts. And I'm here in Australia, where there is definitely a criminal element. Plus, I've got a special guest at the end of this episode, eh, maybe halfway through, who's broken more bones than maybe anybody. I mean, dude, the guy absolutely cannot count how many bones he's broken. I mean, it's in the hundreds. It's insane. And uh, wow, what an incredible ride. Stick around for this special guest and brace yourselves for the wildest of rides. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, the Wild Ride Podcast with me, Scott Randolph, and a special surprise coming up. So uh, we've done a podcast with no guest once before. It would have been great had we not gotten dinged with an age restriction for me having a a, a, a profanity-filled rant. Turns out you can only say the F word so many times in the space of like 15 seconds or something like that. Yeah. And when I when I was going off about the death penalty, I, I managed to say the F word like <laughs> seven times in 15 seconds. At least. Um, but in any case, we're at it again, and we're in Australia. Are you going to talk about that? Oh, the BAM Because that's going to be a little bit longer, maybe. Like, the BAM situation, I wrote it down to talk about. Um, dude. Well, because... I, I, I posted this, this comment on BAM's Instagram. Because I was just like... Like, I had just had him on tour with me. For, for 10 days, we did nine shows together. He, he, he was really pretty great the whole time. He's funny, he's fun. He was a, he was yeah. a good guest. Right. And the, the last, the whole time, he was telling me like, dude, will you reach out to, to Nikki, his, his wife, his baby mama? We reach out to Nikki and see if we if I can spend the day with Phoenix. You know, I want to see Phoenix because where our last show of that run happened to be Santa Rosa, California, which is super close to where Nikki was, and and his son was. So like that that was it was like this whole leg of the tour, ten days, nine shows, just culminated. It was just a big journey to his son, and sure enough, on that last day. Bam was reunited with his son. You know, uh, it, the, we, we all spent the day together. It was a great day. We did the, the last show that night, and it was a big deal because Bam had been practicing, um, you know, opening the show with me and working up to going out on stage by himself, and he did that. He went out stage. It was, like, kind of triumphant. Not only did he go out on stage by himself, but he brought his five-year-old boy with him mm -hmm. on stage. And it was just this, like heartwarming wonderful thing and then at you know at the show kind of backstage after the show um it was determined that bam was like okay bam you're, you're doing great like his his uh, baby mama nikki says like you know what like let's like uh let's give this a shot we'll spend another day or two 
you can spend another day or two with your son. And she's like, yes, awesome. Bam's going to be reunited with his son. And then for him to go and, like, leave the, 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 the theater that night and, like, come, like, four, five, six in the morning, he's posting, like, hateful stuff about Knoxville and Tremaine. Like, it's, it's like, really, dude, like... You know what that means every time he's posting, like, resentful stuff about Knoxville and Tremaine. It's a terrible sign. He admitted that it was because he was drunk. And it's like, dude, come on, man. Like, I was just so bummed, you know. I was was equally disappointed as I was unsurprised because that's the nature of the, the, the disease, you know. But, like, I was just so struggling with that. And so I went, and, and, and it also kind of felt like I bared some responsibility for his hateful post about Knoxville and Tremaine because it was like, it, it was sort of like that happened under my watch. You know, like, oh, you're going to cart Bam around on tour and like, you're, you're okay with this? And like, not that I care that much. But you weren't even with them. You were, he was in I, I San Fran. Yeah, I wasn't with them. It was as soon as I wasn't with them that that's what happened. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was just bugging me, man. It was bugging me all day. And uh, his his hateful post had been up for 22 hours. And I was just like, uh, you know, I was just like, so I go and write this comment on there. I'm like, you know, it's just saying like largely what I just said now. But, uh, and, and I wrote it and I was like, dude, you're dying, bro. Like you're dying. And it, and it just sucks because like, I, you know, I want to like save you, but I can't do that. You know, like I can't make you want to get better. Like, like uh, I can't do the work for you, you know? And, and so I write this whole comment and I just posted it. And then I showed it to Lux. And Lux says, mm, that's not a public thing. You shouldn't. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I deleted it. That comment had been up for literally two minutes. Two minutes. And the post that I commented on had been up for 22 hours. It wasn't like brand new in everybody's feed. Plus, it was on BAM's like secondary Instagram, the one that's actually him, right. which has a way smaller audience. Not Captain uh, Captain Creamstain. Cap Caption Creamstain <laughs> was the one that I posted on. Two minutes, and I took it down. And then the next day, TMZ reaches out. Hey, is this real? <laughs> like, dude, that thing went fucking viral. And then it's on like, yeah, dude, Page Six, TMZ, Yahoo News. Like, it like, I, I really didn't care for that to be the case it wasn't my goal to to make all that happen yeah once the wheels are in motion you're like fuck it yeah but, why but, but, it- but, but that's it mean it's how i feel you know it's how i feel and and i didn't want this podcast to be about that you know like but uh but they're like um yeah i was just curious about that yeah i i wrote it down as something to talk about and now uh have you talked to him I, you know, I, I had some texts with them. I said, you know, Bam, we've got those boards, and, and we could still sell a ton of them, but uh, what I'd really like to do is open up a trust for your son and have money go into a trust. And that got no response. <laughs> There's no yeah. response there. Uh, of course, since then, I, you know, the news was on TMZ that, that Nikki has filed for legal separation and spousal support. Um. So I, I, I'm feeling kind of inclined to uh, help help everybody involved by uh, you know moving forward with those boards. I think that it'll be good for his son. It'll be good for his baby mama. It'll be good for him. And um, I'm not in any quick. And I'm not in any rush to do it. 
but um, I, I think that that's something that we, that we should probably go ahead and do. Yeah. All right. Now. It was nice having him on tour, though, when he was, Dude, it was epic. when he was good. I loved it. I remember I, we went to the Nike store and uh, in Portland, and I was like, oh, dude, you ever, like, uh, ride for Nike? He's like, yeah, I was the first skateboarder to ever ride for Nike. I mean, just the stories that he had going through Portland was, I mean, he's, <coughs> dude, he, what a lot of people don't know about him is, like, dude, he's he's a great fucking uh, driver to, like, uh, be in charge of the music. There's always good music going on. He's kind of like a, a, a teenager, in a fact, where he's, like, he's, He's always trying to make jokes and do funny impressions. Like he did, he's he's different than what I always thought he was. He he's playful. He's playful. He's playful, and uh, dude, I love him, man. He's 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 a brother, you know. And it's crazy how like that whole lawsuit situation with him suing Jackass and every, you know, it, it like it, it really really put a a strain, <laughs> you know, like his whole relationship to Jackass with the. The director Jeff Tremaine has a, a restraining order against him, so they cannot have contact like legally. How long do restraining orders last for? I have no Forever? idea. I have no idea, but, I, but from what I understand, it's still in place. Mm. And you you just can't sue somebody and then turn around and be bros with them. Yeah, you know. But like, I'm in this position where I'm, uh, like, I'm uh, Saint Sw- Switzerland. You yeah, know, you're neutral. Like, I'm the one guy who has been cool with Bam all along, you know, and even though I've never sugarcoated anything, you know, and, and, and whether I'm okay with Bam still kind of remains to be seen. Yeah, you have a weird know. relationship with Bam where you can be harsh to him and he just listens to you. Yeah. Anyway. I, I, I think that I do still, that, that, that we are still all good. Um, anyway, moving on. I did. I, I just wanted to... Say some positive things about Bam because he really it, it, it was he's fun and he's funny and he's fucking he's I'm, great I'm to glad. hang around. Plus, dude, that guy still you know even having put on like a substantial amount of weight, like ripping. ripping. I, I, I thought, man, I thought like at this point, man, I think I can take him. <laughs> I cannot outskate Bam. Well, yeah, Burnside, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's funny then that 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 fight at Burnside. You saw the fight. Go I down was not there. there for that. You weren't there for that. I, I went to Burnside the next day. Yeah, I don't even want to because like it was just a trip that like two guys got in an argument. One guy pulled out Mace, and then they grabbed the Mace from this guy, and Mace the, the guy who pulled it out's face. They they, they they pepper sprayed him with his own pepper spray. And I wanted to, as they beat him up. Yeah, well, and, and I, I was like, man, dude, like this would be great to have on film. And then you look around and nobody's filming. I'm like, I'm not gonna be the fucking asshole to film, and then the cops came, and but anyway, it was just a good experience all around in in uh, the Pacific Northwest with Bam. Right, Bam, we miss you. Come back. Let's yeah, make, let's it was dude, it was epic. It was epic. I, I love Bam, and uh, and you got a video coming out. Yeah, we're, we're we're working on a video. Well, that got pretty heavy, which makes me extra grateful that this episode is brought to you by Better Help. BetterHelp is a service which matches people up with professional licensed therapists. And I think that's very important because speaking up about what's going on is the way to stay healthy. I do it. I feel good about it. And BetterHelp has matched up 
like three million people with professional therapists. Plus they make it so easy. You don't have to go to some office in person. It can all happen online. You can do it by video chat. They've got just so many people that they can help. And by plugging in what it is you wanna work on, you get matched up with somebody who's ideal for you. And it's already super affordable. But if you go to betterhelp.com slash Stevo, that's better, H-E-L-P.com slash Stevo, you get 10% off your first month. So you really can't go wrong. And again, you do better work when you're in better shape, mentally, spiritually, physically, BetterHelp is the ticket. So go to betterhelp.com slash Stevo and figure out how much therapy can help you. Thank you, BetterHelp. Now, let's get back to it. The thing about Australia is that it, they're very, very touchy about um, letting criminals in, which is so ironic because the whole reason that, the, that they speak English here is because it was a penal colony. Like that's how Australia- For England. Started. Yeah, England would send all of their their gnarliest criminals. Like that that was what a life sentence meant at some point in England, maybe in like the what 1700s or something like uh they, they if, if a life got, sentence was just being banned from England going to Australia. A life sentence meant you got thrown on a on a ship and shipped off to Australia forever. That that's what a a life sentence was. What is that? I have no idea. That you? Yeah. Well, way to go, kook. Okay, it was a nice opus. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so, you so so yeah, it's ironic that they they started out as a bunch of criminals and and they're really really strict with their uh, immigration, their customs, and uh, it's an ordeal. I was like biting my nails about whether they were gonna let me. I'm always biting my nails about whether I'm allowed into Australia. And our our new regular third mic co-host, Vinny, Vinny, skinny Vinny, did not make the cut. Too much of a criminal. Yeah. What were the, what's his felony again? Like a drug dealer, Just like moving weight, hardcore, like heroin, like drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> but like we wrote, uh, there's maybe like ten to twelve character reference letters. Right. I mean, he's been sober for five sober years. Sober for five years. He's uh, doesn't live in a porta potty anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and you got sweated though because they let you in the last time, and then the only charge that you had was trespassing for the Sea World stunt. Right. But, but it was a holdup. Like uh, it was touch and go. You didn't know till Monday that you were leaving on Thursday. You know, it was. It was, it's, it's bizarre. And um, like every time you apply for a visa, you're dealing with uh, like a different individual. And it's up to like the customs officer that just gets the. Yeah. So like I was allowed in last time, but maybe I get a different customs person. When you landed, time. did you get a customs person or did you guys go right when through? When I landed, it? I got ushered in. They, oh, you go this way. And oh, really? You go, you go deal with the shakedown. Did they talk to you? And I, and they're like, and I said, hey, you know, like, does it help that I've got uh, my visa is granted? And I'm like holding up my thing. And they said, yeah, that, that gets you up to a good start. Oh, shit. 
What's what's the hardest country you've ever had to go into? Canada? It, it would be Canada if I didn't have a Canadian passport. You get sweated in England? Well, I have an English passport too. <laughs> <laughs> um, England's pretty easy. Like they, they, I, I've never heard of people having a lot of trouble getting into England. But, uh, but yeah, so so we made it out here. And we're the, a man short because of the yeah the strict policies. The, the, the tour is a hit. Um, and, and I want to make this podcast epic. And then, like we did with the last time, we had no guest. We um, gave away free stuff. The Yeah, the fucking shoe. You still have the shoes, the black and yellows. Oh, yeah, that's right. So the black and yellows. you got to give them away on this one. Because for what happened was nobody came and was creative to get a hold of me. And actually, S- Steve... Okay, I filmed the green screen video. This is what happened. Like you said, like somebody get a hold of me in a creative way, which turned out to be an epic fail. Like because all that did was Knoxville's texting us, like, dude, did you know this guy? We got everybody who is associated with us inundated with annoying messages from tons of people because you were you were saying you're gonna give away this pair of special Nike Air Jordans. And uh, and that was just awful. So I I said, what would I do to uh, you know be creative to win this? And I thought, hmm, I could do like set up like a, a green screen and make it so like I climb out of the shoe, then become a giant and reach down and pick up the shoe and say thanks, Scott Randolph. And I didn't even have the shoes. I just took a Google image of them. And, and made that happen. Yeah, you did a whole video. I mean, you spent a couple of hours on this fucking I mean, video. I got it in, I used the first take. I did it, like, it was actually pretty easy and quick. All right, so you're in possession of them. What are you going to do with them now? I won the shoes. And if they're it, leather. It, yeah, I don't want to wear leather shoes. So um, if you want to get the, what do they call it again? I think just the, the Nike they're, they're, black and yellows. Okay, Nike black and yellows. Yeah, I'm not. I don't wear leather. So if anybody wants these Nike Air Jordan black and yellows, do not reach out to anybody I know <laughs> and annoy them with messages. But t- do something creative, tagging me. Like uh, I always look at everything I'm tagged in on Instagram because at the end of every one of my shows, I invite the whole audience to pull out their cell phones and and take a photo and I say if you guys want to post this photo now um, I will like every single one of them I see and I religiously do that every night after the shows I I call it doing my homework I go through my my uh, feed of photos that I'm tagged in everything I'm tagged in I look at it and I like everything that uh, people take you know post from the show Um, so I see everything tag me in some creative way to win these shoes Um, and we're going to give away some other stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Man, I thought that it was going to be more popular when uh, when I got my new car. And I was like, okay, I'm going to live in this. I'm going to live in my car for a week. And then I was like, well, that's kind of boring. How do I make it more exciting? And I decided to sleep overnight in my car while hanging over 100 feet in the air from a crane on the UFC headquarters property. I thought that would be like wildly popular and it just didn't hit as a big thing. When we had like a haggard little welding team like on the spot, like put together a thing, I was scared for my life. Yeah, I don't even know why you did it. Yeah, and it wasn't that big of a deal. I was like, I I made it into an, an initiative to try to raise money for people who don't have a choice but to live in their car by, um, 
you know, fundraising for Habitat for Humanity of Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I took a thousand prints of this epic photo of me standing on top of the roof of the car while hanging over a hundred feet in the air, signed a thousand prints, and I said, uh, whatever, I'm gonna, you know, 25 bucks for the autographed print, and 100% of the proceeds will go to Habitat for Humanity of Las Vegas. And we sold like half of them. Mm -hmm. Even that wasn't a big hit. Now I promised that 100% of the proceeds for this uh, signed print will go to charity. So that that ship has sailed. Now the, the, these photos are, are not allowed to generate any profit because of that promise I made. Mm -hmm. So we have only two choices, throw them away or give them away. Let's give them away. So we're going to give them away. If you want an autographed copy of a photo, I, I hand-signed every one of them. I spent half my life signing stuff. And um, this, uh, this hanging from the crane, standing on the car, <laughs> it's going to be zero dollars from the the moment you know all you got to pay is for shipping and it'll be like if you're, if you're in the states like five bucks for shipping seven or eight seven or eight all right um let's uh and then we'll put that in the number one position on stevo.com yeah correct okay yeah um all right uh, i've got some other stuff i wanted to um address like my my diet god dude like i i'm kind of ocd with uh like the people taking pictures at the end of the show. That's why I like normally like I'll stand on top of a stool so that I know if I see any photos of me on stage where I'm not standing on a stool, then that meant that person was using their phone taking photos when they're not allowed to. Like I always have some kind of thing to, to and so now lately I've not been standing on the stool. I've just been <clears throat> taking off my shirt so that I know if I see photos of me on stage and I have my shirt on, <clears throat> that that's not an approved photo. Like, I'm psycho like that. <laughs> but the problem is when I take off my shirt, I'm straight fat these days. Like, I, it's not a pretty but Does it sign. bother you? Because you do it every show. It bothers the hell out of me. I and wouldn't be fucking caught dead with my shirt off, dude. <laughs> and, like, dude, I'm so embarrassed of how much weight I've gained. But, like... Uh, <clears throat> But you did like you're you don't like it, but you still have no problem taking your shirt off. <laughs> I, I mean, I have a big problem with it. <laughs> Why and, then, do you and, then, it? and then when I go through the feed and I'm liking all the photos, like I'm horrified. I'm more horrified than the last every That's time. So funny. You're just looking at your stomach in every photo. This is terrible. So I'm back to this like program of taking a photo of every single thing I eat and sending it to a mentor in in the food program and what's because the I'm a, consist of i i just avoid flour and sugar so no bread no like anything with sugar you can have sugar in it obviously but if sugar is like a main thing if it's like considered a sweet can you have sugar no, just kidding. <laughs> but uh yeah so so and it's crazy like my my yo-yo diet like I, i'll go like i'm gonna i'm gonna look great I'm get ready. I'm gonna look great. <laughs> um, so now, before our special surprise, how about that? The, the, the mod son. The mod son. Do you think the podcast broke him up? For those of you who don't know, last week's episode was with Mod Son, who's all in the news this week because Avril Lavigne broke off their engagement. Now, I don't know what was going on in their relationship. 
but I do know what is going on in my relationship. And it involves activities which are enhanced by Blue Chew tablets, okay? Now, Blue Chew tablets are delicious, for one. They've, it's like a new flavor, I notice when I take them, they're even more delicious these days. And they've got the same active ingredient as both Viagra and Cialis, but they cost only a fraction of the price. Now, here's the really good part, which is that if you go to bluechew.com and use the promo code Stevo, you can get an entire month's supply of Blue Chew tablets and all you have to pay is five bucks for shipping. Yeah, the Blue Chew tablets, an entire month's supply are totally free if you use the promo code Stevo at bluechew.com. Another great thing about this is that you can take care of your prescription right online with the medical providers that they have at bluechew.com. Very quick, very easy, no trip to the doctor, nothing. Just handle it online super fast. You got a whole month's supply of Blue Chew tablets on the way to you for free. All you got to pay is five bucks for shipping. So one more time, go to bluechew.com and use the promo code Stevo. Now let's get back to it. He's like, oh, you had threesomes before us? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? I'm, I'm sure that wasn't it. Yeah. But dude, it was really weird, man. What, I didn't even read the article. What did it the say? The article said that she was getting very comfortable with Tyga. Um, that, uh, that, that according to her, Avril Lavigne, her relationship with Maud's son had been on and off for a number of months. Mm-hmm. And um, the, uh, what else? Um, Comfortable with Tyga. <laughs> they swear up and down that uh, that there's nothing um, romantic there, but whatever. And in, in any case, I mean, dude, like the, the, the Mod Sun's rep came out and said, uh, you know, if, if anything, three days ago they were engaged and together, and if anything's changed since then, it's news to Mod Sun. Wow. And I love that guy, man. I really, I, I enjoyed that guy. Dude, I would hate to be a celebrity and then like all of a sudden like you read an article, you're like, geez, I guess my girlfriend broke up with me. You know what I mean? It's like you find out about shit on the news and and how much of that is like actually real. I mean, have you ever read stuff about yourself that's not real? Yeah. Like there, there was a. Uh... There was some like tablet story a long, long time ago about how I got like a spotted smoking pot with Brad Pitt. And I thought there's no truth to that. There's no photos or anything. It was no. just a, yeah, it was just like, and, um, I, I was loving that one. Then <laughs> <laughs> there was another one way long ago that, uh, Lindsay Lohan asked me to lend money that I, I that, uh, that Lindsay Lohan borrowed money for me and I lent it to her. There's hmm. no truth to that, but I kind of loved that one too. Let me ask you something real quick on a side note. Do you, do you let people borrow money from you or do you like, no. you don't? I mean, if, 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 uh, if, if somebody's going to borrow money from you, you, you have to, uh, give it away. Just, just give it to them. Yeah. Because I, a buddy of mine borrowed money from me and then, uh, a couple weeks ago and then he he hit me back i was like oh he's gonna pay me back and he asked me for like triple the amount more and i was like 
you just can't expect. Yeah, yeah. like it, by definition, if someone's borrowing money from you, you can't give it to them with without expectations, like a, with, without expecting that you'll never get it back. And because that's the case, you should just give it to them. Okay, cool. All right, so now uh, we're gonna introduce our, uh, our our new buddy Latham. All right. Latham. Latham. There he is, dude. Let me give you mine. Make sure you talk close. Yeah, be careful, buddy. Sweet. Is that all good? Yeah, I think that's all good. Yeah, sweet. Okay, Latham is my my new buddy who we met through what's called Steve Raw. It's a, a special fan subscription page that that I have for showing wildly uh explicit stuff um what it really has turned into is just more of an intimate community how about the discussion forum now everybody yeah, so good it's like everyone can just post their own ideas and then you can see what people are thinking and yeah like every member of my community can make their own posts some guy just put up um doing like cartwheels off of a um, right <laughs> that was cool like that was cool like i mean dude that was super brutal imagine if you did that <laughs> yeah, can we talk about your story? Can we talk about why you're in a wheelchair? What? what, right, you're, what so, you're... I was born with a brittle bone condition. It's called osteogenesis imperfecta. And there's seven different types of osteogenesis imperfecta. When I was born, there was only four, but now there's seven. So type one is sort of like your average Joe, just except a bit smaller and they, they are a bit brittle, but they can walk and they lead mostly normal lives. They are just a little bit fragile. Then you have type twos, which sadly they die at birth. They okay. don't usually live, like, if they do make it out of birth, it's usually only a year. And then there's me. I'm the type three, which sort of is like the most severe one that you can have that you live through. Right, so type two is the worst, but you don't live through that. Yeah. But type three is like, I'm the most fragile of all of the osteogenesis people. I've got like the stunted growth. I'm like really short. I've so you were, so you break bones super easily. Easy, dude. Like coughing, sneezing, like. You were born with broken bones. Yes, I was born with a broken collarbone and two broken legs. And in your life, you're 23 years old. How, it's not even accurate to say how many bones you've broken because you've broken so many of them multiple times. Yeah. It's more accurate to say how many times you have broken bones. It has to be in the hundreds. It has to be. Like, Do you feel it when you break it? Like, so here's, here's the crazy thing, right? So I get like sensations, right? Like, I can feel when my arm starts to go weak and I'm like, okay, my arm's going to break in the next few days and then I'll feel it just go bang. And doing nothing. Break. Doing nothing. I could just move my arm the wrong way and it was just. Are, are you, you ever broken your arm jacking off? Actually, no. That's the one thing I've never broken my arm doing. I've, I've broken <laughs> my arm trying to open a bottle of Coke, but <laughs> I've never broken it 
from jacking off. No. Wow, that was a really slick way of saying, are you able to jack off? <laughs> <laughs> you ever, yeah. No, I didn't. I fucking problems there. <laughs> Great. They, that, 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 and, and you've got this wonderful smile. That Thanks, it's, it's just so, like when you laugh and you smile, the first thing I noticed when we met on a, a Zoom call, I guess that it's, it's, it's really special, man. Thanks, dude. And, uh, and and you being such a fan and paying such close attention to everything that I do, like, you know I love that. I'm such an attention whore. It, it, it's epic. Okay, so you live in Rockhampton, Queensland, yes. Australia, where we're doing the show tonight. Yep. And, uh, and you've not seen the Bucket List show. No, I've never seen it. Heard a lot about it. Heard yeah. Many of the stunts that are on there, and I'm so excited to see it. It's a, it's a great show. It's a really great show. So excited. Um, so you're going to see the show tonight. We're, yep. we're thrilled about that. We're going to roll out the red carpet for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweet. Okay. And um, You're going to get a tattoo? I'm going to give you a tattoo today. Oh, did I tell you? Um, shout out to Dean Rankin, by the way. He used to work on The Simpsons. He's actually the guy that drew it up for us. Oh. He used to work on The Simpsons. Wow. So that's really authentic, that tattoo. Wow. Okay, good. I don't know if I told you that. Now, like, with, it, I mean, it's clearly Simpsons-esque, but, yeah. but I'm glad to know that. Um, as with Simpsons characters, uh, it's col- colored in yellow. Yeah. Like, uh, do we want to really color it yellow? Probably, uh-huh. Well, yeah, because I, I would say it's mostly Simpsons-esque, so yeah, because i got the yeah. four fingers as well, so it'll be like... Are you right. worried about breaking any bones getting a tattoo? I've got one. Dude, don't even fucking... <laughs> no, I've got one tattoo. Oh. Okay. Okay, why don't you do okay, what you so, did? So, so <laughs> with your fucking... arm, you, you, you tell us that you broke your your arm yeah. and you took off the cast yourself prematurely. Yes. Um, and so the, the, it never fused, it's just floating. Yeah, essentially, yeah. My bone is like still in two pieces. Like, should I do the thing? Yes. If, if you can do it without hurting yourself... Oh my god! I can't even look. I'm not looking. I mean, uh, can I do the other one? I mean, <laughs> ready, dude? What's this? I feel like we we should have had you sign some kind of a waiver. Oh Jesus! Okay. <laughs> All right. Please no more. Please no more. Is that something that you found yourself saying about a bad habit that you have? If so, I think it's time to try fume. Fume is a device which you put flavored cores into it. These cores are powered by plants, and when you breathe these flavors, it's not only not bad for you, I think it's actually good for you. And I'm, I'm crazy about the mint flavor, and I'm super upset that in one of these hotels in Australia, I left my fume device in the room. And I, I don't even have a, a habit that I'm trying to break. I mean, I, I've been pretty uh, pretty free and clear uh, of my uh, physical vices for almost 15 years. I still love my fume device. I, I'm going to tell Lux when she flies out to join me in Australia to bring me a backup fume device because I love it that much. And it really can help you quit some of these bad habits that you might have. So I want you to try this. Go to tryfume.com. That's T-R-Y-F-U-M 
com and use the promo code Stevo to get 10% off the journey pack. Now the journey pack has the latest, most awesome fume device and three different flavored cores. Again, I love the mint and by doing that, you get 10% off. So go to tryfume.com and use the promo code Stevo for 10% off and good luck knocking off those bad habits. Now let's get back to it. <laughs> is that why you got the tattoo there? Because it's already broken. No, it just happened to be a convenient spot. Yeah. Really, like. Where are you I, getting this tattoo? Uh, I want to get it just like on my leg, really, because I wanted to choose like a spot that's easy, but like see to have like a solid canvas on my arm. It was really hard because my arm's like weirdly shaped, so I had to like keep grabbing the skin and like stretching right. it out. So there, to me. You think there's a possibility be. that it you could break your tib or fib, tattooing? Look, don't worry, I'm not gonna sue. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just curious on how fragile you are. Oh, dude, like, I don't think it will. It just depends on how much pressure he puts on. He's a I heavy. Mean, he's like, a heavy hander. I don't. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm. I'm pretty terrified. But, uh, but you, <laughs> don't, you, don't be terrified. You you talk me through it. It'll be and, all right. And it's a challenging tattoo. It's gonna take some time. But uh, but yeah, like for you, man, I'm I'm stoked. I'm super stoked. Um, now. You were telling us that you've just recently learned that there is some way that you would be able to drive a car. Yes. Well, a few years ago, I had an, an initial driving assessment test by an occupational therapist. They're like a specialist that will see if you can drive a car with the right modifications. And it turns out that I was able to drive. But back then, I didn't really... I didn't really wasn't really that keen on it, like, really. Um, I didn't have much independence. Like, I used to weigh a lot more than what I did now. Like, I've lost 15 kilos in the last probably, like, year. Wow, cool. Yeah, like, I'll show you photos after this. Like, I was way different. And um, so I've just, I've gotten a lot of independence. And that's the one thing that I'm mainly striving for is independence. And so now, since I figured that out, that I can go for the driving, I can, um... Sorry, I'm just like lost for words. I did. It's all good, my man. Um, How did you lose weight? I don't even know, dude, to be honest. Like, I just started dropping weight. Like, I feel like my metabolism just was reversed. Like, when I was younger, it was really slow. And then as I've gotten older, it's just sped up. Mm. Okay. Because I don't eat anything different. The only thing I stopped doing was snacking at nighttime. Well, there you go. Like, yeah. Because, yeah. because I went to a dietitian and she was like, she was like, oh, the one thing that you can do is stop snacking at night time. I said, well, done. Like, I could do that. Easy. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's your that, answer. That, that reminds me of the, the joke about the guy who uh, he goes to the doctor says, doctor, my, my, uh, my penis has turned orange and I'm just freaking out. And, and the doctor says, oh, well, uh, you know, like, let's run some tests. And he runs the test. He comes back and says, there's really, your tests are completely normal. I can't understand why your penis has turned orange. He says, what, what, uh, you know, maybe this is like work-related stress. What do you, you know, do for work? And he says, doctor, I don't even have a job. Like, I don't have any work-related stress. All I, he says, what do you do all day long? He says, well, I just sit around watching porno and eating Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> That's your situation. Pretty much, yeah. Well, yeah. You, know. you, you can't figure out how I lost weight. I just stopped binging in the middle of the night chocolate. Well, yeah, well, that, that was pretty much it. Like, I just stopped eating, like, because I still eat crap. Like, I don't, I'm not exactly a healthy guy, but. I just stopped eating after eight o'clock at night. Like once eight o'clock hits, like that's me done. Like, yeah. I yeah. just don't eat anything at all. Even if I'm sitting there starving, I just right. don't eat anything. Yeah. Okay. So now we're, we're striving for more independence. You're, you're, uh, you're now very interested in driving. Yes. And what, what kind of a car are you allowed to drive? All right. So what I have been told from an occupational therapist is that because I do have limited mobility, like I can't get up and walk. You know, like I do, I'm stuck to this chair. Like to get around, I'm stuck in this chair. So I have to get a car that's big enough so that way my chair can drive into it and into the actual driver's seat and get locked in there. So I think she said it was a sprinter van, okay. it's called. Mm-hmm. I think they're sort of like, you know, like the big vans you see around, like yep, production sure. van sort of thing. Yeah. It's kind of like the podcast van. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's what, that's what she said that I needed. And um, I've been looking around a little bit. It's actually really hard just to find, like, people to help me do this. Like, OTs are so scarce around Queensland. Like, OT, occupational therapist? Yeah, like, because the lady I spoke to was actually located in New South Wales, and I'm in Queensland, and so she could help me as much as she could, but she couldn't actually help me help me. Like, she couldn't come and give me the assessment, like, because I need another assessment now because... It was a few years ago when I had the first one. I couldn't exactly move much back then. Like now, I can get myself into my bed, out of my bed. Like I can move around all myself, like change my own clothes, go to the toilet myself pretty much, like except for number twos. But, you know, other than that, I can pretty much do everything myself. And I just want to make that my next goal is getting that car to have that next little bit of independence. So the... So provided that you can purchase the vehicle, which sounds like it's a sprinter van type thing. Yep. Um, if you can purchase that and you own it, then the government yes. will make the modifications for you. Yes, the, Nas- the National, In- Dis- National Disability Insurance Scheme, such a mouthful, <laughs> they will cover all of the um, modifications to the car that I need necessary. Okay, which is great news. And but that, that, that includes, like, hand controls. Like, they disable the pedals. They put everything at the hands. Like, there's stuff, like, you can use your head to use the blinkers, like, if you need to. Like, hmm. she went into, like, all this detail with me. There's so much technology that you can use for electric cool. cars these days. It's just, like, That's phenomenal. And the, the, the problem is that the, the, the Sprinter van the, in Australian dollars is like a minimum of seventy to eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, like it's very, very costly. And I'm on the disability pension, which is like your guys' <clears throat> what would social you guys security. Call it? Yeah, social security. It's like Centrelink is what we call it here. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So you've got to go fund me. Yes, I got to, to help you um, to help me raise money for this car. So that way, hopefully, I can. Well, not hopefully. That way I can get the modifications yeah. and that way I can drive. Where's your, how do they get to the GoFundMe? Um, the GoFundMe is at my Instagram, at just some guy in a chair. Ah, oh, man, how do I not already follow you on Instagram, okay? Just some guy in a chair, just spelled like that. Just some guy in a chair. That's a, great, that's a great handle. Exactly, it's just some guy in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Latham. Okay, just some guy in a chair, and uh, to make it even easier, in the in the... 
the description. The link for yeah. your GoFundMe is it's in the, the description. Yeah, it's, it's, in, it's in the description of my profile. You said that you've been able to raise a little bit of money so far. Like, a little bit. Not, not like, a lot by any means. Like, just over $500. Okay, just over $500, okay. Like, that, that yeah, it's not a lot, but yeah, it's something. We're right, getting well. there slowly, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. I uh, would like to get there quickly, and and I would like to make a donation myself. I'd, I'd, I'd like to get on that GoFundMe and and uh, really push it along. Are you serious, man? Yeah, for sure, man. Like uh, I, I've I've got you, brother. Um, I'm not gonna give you the whole seventy or eighty thousand, but uh, I'll give you a good chunk of it. <laughs> and uh, I will beg the listeners of the Wild Ride Podcast to uh, to join me. In doing that, I don't even know what that means, bro. Like, all right, it <laughs> means so much, dude. Like, I'm trying not to cry right now. Ah, like. uh, don't don't try too hard. Probably <laughs> <laughs> pop something. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, don't do yeah, don't do that. Don't break. Don't no, break yeah, anything. like, dude, that means so much to me, man. Like, even just you having me on the podcast itself, just to tell my story is just a lot. Like. I can't even put it in words what it means to me, man. I'm gonna be forever grateful to you, bro. Like, well, dude, I, uh, I mean, like, candidly, the I've, I've never heard of this condition where you break bones hundreds of times. Uh, um, yeah, I've many, many times. I've, I've never heard of that. I think, uh, you know, as heartbreaking as it is, it's also like just fascinating. You know, like it's a fascinating story, and you're just a lovable dude. And uh, it's an honor to have you on the podcast. Thanks, man. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah, um, it's it's an honor, and and uh, and 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 it's it's some some bravery to to get on here and speak up about it. Yeah, because well, like there has been actual two other famous people with my condition. Their names were Sean Stevenson and Quinton Canahan, but they have both tragically passed away. I don't know, like right, I don't know actual the life expectancy of my condition but what i've learned so far because i went to a convention when i was about nine and i met no old people with my condition like none the oldest i met was like 38 and these other two guys they died at like mid 40s 40 like so to me i've really lived like half my life dude if Mm. that's like you know because i didn't meet anyone over like 40 years old at that convention Mm -hmm. with my condition so it's like it says on the internet that my life expectancy is normal, but are they talking about type 1s? Like, they don't get into into specifics. And so another thing I really want to do in my lifetime is try and start some sort of research into my condition because I feel like there's not enough. Like, How rare is your condition? I don't know the numbers, to be exact, but I've only met outside of like conventions and stuff i think one other person with my disability my friend has met one other person as well so two other people that live in this town what kind of conventions do you go to cripple conventions <laughs> <laughs> but like what, what do you mean dude, what, kind of, what, what conventions like what I, are they I, called? Know, I don't know if conventions the right word but i haven't been since i was a kid but like it just like they'd invite like all these like people with like disabilities and okay. stuff. but it was mainly like osteogenesis, which mm. is which my disability, which is mainly like an OI convention is what they called it. And we all went into Sydney and we all like got in this big ass hall together and we all just started talking about what life was like. And I was really young, so I didn't really take all that much in, but 
I remember a good deal of it, like enough to know that. How many people were in the group in the convention? Oh, there was there was a fair few there, man. There was sort of probably at least a hundred or two. Mm. Like probably everyone from Australia, like to have that condition, was probably there. Like there was there was a fair few people. I also went to a um, wheelchair camp. Really? Yeah, that was funny, man. <laughs> what, what's a wheelchair camp? It's a camp for wheelchair people. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys do there all day? Roll around. <laughs> no, but um, like, no, it's like I've never been to a normal camp, so I couldn't really like distinguish it from a normal camp. But like, we just did like activities and stuff. Like, yeah. Tried to bond in that, like, but it was just a load of shit, man. <laughs> really? Any yeah. any girls with your condition that are cute? They keep, keep in touch out, with. Right? Like everyone with my condition kind of looks the same, so she looks like my sister. So no. <laughs> <laughs> really. Well, not like my sister, but she would look like my sister if we were together. Yeah. So no girlfriend? <laughs> oh, no. No. no I'm, I'm a virgin, dude. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, man. No shaman. No shaman. No shaman. Oh, Go shark. find me for getting them laid. I mean, <laughs> is it, like, would it be rude to suggest that maybe we could, like, at least try to get Latham's wiener sucked? <laughs> Hey, like, if you just want to go for that, man, go down that road. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine I mean, the, I don't know. Imagine the title of the podcast, Trying to Get Disabled Guy Laid. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, th- there was a show I, that I did many years ago called Dr. Steve-O before I got sober. I only caught a little bit of that, not much. It was, like, when I was a lot younger. Yeah, and, and what it was was I was de-wussifying America one wussy at a time. And, and uh, like, people would send in submissions that they, they needed help from Dr. Stevo with some situation. And one guy was like, Dr. Stevo, I've never uh, kissed a girl. And, like, you know, and I, was, and, and I was like, dude, we're getting this guy's wiener sucked. And, like, we straight up did. Fuck yeah, and when man. the network found out that we actually videotaped a guy getting his wiener sucked, <laughs> they were uh, is, is, they were very upset with <laughs> the situation. They buried the footage, and and I was outraged. So I went on my MySpace at the time and and announced to the world that I did in fact get a guy's wiener sucked and that I was getting no credit for it. <laughs> is prostitution legal in Australia? Um, I don't know about legal, but it's definitely a thing. No money exchanged hands. I just got this guy's weed. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it was, I, didn't, I don't think that counts as prostitution if the woman wasn't paid. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right, well, we'll work on that, and we can update the, uh, the audience. <laughs> I mean, it would be, uh, it'd be pretty rad. Yeah, it would I be. mean, you're, you're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love you so much. Hey, hey Jeremy. What? How, how long have, have we been going here? Fifty-one. Fifty-one minutes. Cool. Do you have anything else on your? Uh, let me check my, my list. Uh, I'm not that mad at hotels anymore. Yeah, I don't. Why were you mad at hotels to begin it's just with? Like I, I, I'm like uh, very ritualistic. Like maybe not OCD, but kind of. I just have this whole routine. Like it's an ordeal for me to move into a hotel room and then pack up and move out. But now what what I've done is really pared down my uh, overnight bag, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm set up on the bus. But I've got this little pared down overnight bag to just go for little jaunts to hotels, and 
the the pared down version makes it a uh, less of an ordeal to to get in and out of a hotel room. Yeah, when I get into a hotel room, I just shower and go to bed. You like lay out things. You fucking do different. Like you make it harder on yourself than it actually is, right? Yeah, I make okay. I make I make a lot of things harder than they actually are, Scott. That's that's just me. That's how I am. Eating soup with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, with, with that said, I think uh, we, we will head on over to the tattoo parlor to give hey, you hey. your dope ass Stevo tattoo. Um, we're gonna recreate your tattoo with me riding that board, being towed by you. Sweet man, I'm keen for that. And then that board is gonna be your board. Oh, really? Yeah. I can ride it too. No, I mean, <laughs> you, do, you do whatever <laughs> you do whatever you want with that board. And then, uh, yeah. And then I'm I'm gonna get like a get on your GoFundMe. I'll, I'll throw I'll throw ten thousand you thank you Australia so much, dollars man. on you. Thank you so much, Steve. And ho- and hopefully uh, hopefully we we get you there, man. I hope we can too, because like honestly, like. When you asked me to be on your podcast, it's like, I just sort of thought, well, this is sort of like my chance to actually kind of try and make that happen. Like, that's why straight away when I asked you downstairs if we could do it, it was like, well, I'm never going to have this much of an outreach ever again. Like, ever. Like, this is the biggest thing I'm ever going to do right here. You know what I mean? Uh Like, this is it. And you never know. anyway, like this is it. <laughs> you never know, man. Someone might fall in love with you the way I have and uh, have more opportunities for you. Yeah, but you're pretty fucking rad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, well, so are you, Latham. Um, just some guy in a chair. All right, man. And Everybody just... follow Latham. Just some guy in a chair. I just want to say thank you to Steve again and everyone that's ever supported me, like... Everyone at my wrestling, rock, wrestling allegiance, Rockhampton, like all you guys. You're a wrestler. Oh, I'm a re- tra- training to be a manager for wrestling. Like, you know, the guy that stands on the outside and, like, helps them? I'm trained to be that guy. So, yeah. stands on the outside and helps them. Like, you know, like Paul, Paul Barron, the Undertaker? Undertaker. He's not, Xander doesn't really watch wrestling, but, uh, yeah, just a guy that's, like, his spokesperson, like, on wrestling and fucking. Okay. Yeah, like, essentially, if someone that I like manage can't really talk i will do all the talking for them i will get them over with the crowd you know what i mean all right so yeah i just want to take all the time to just say thank you to everyone there like they've all been a massive help to me like i was struggling a lot last year with like mental health and stuff and once i joined up with wrestling it was like nearly all them problems just went away man cool you know it's so good there and like robert millieways cafe bar He's our he's our sponsor. He's been so helpful to me too. Very cool. Just have time to suss them out while you're here. They're so good. Yeah, like All that's, right. that's it, man. Thank you very much for having me, Steve. And uh, everybody, grab those uh, zero point zero dollar yeah. signed Tesla. prints. Yeah, get them while they last. Yeah, <laughs> and whenever there's a, a no guest podcast, you know we're giving shit away. Love it. Yeah, dude. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Man, how rad is Latham? And uh, his tattoo came out killer. You can see it on steveoraw.com. Um, now, what else, dude? I, uh, I've talked about the, the books, Conversations with God, a lot on this podcast, how they fundamentally changed my view of the universe and 
life, everything. And um, next week's episode is called Steve-O's Life Coach. My life coach being Neil Donald Walsh, the author of the Conversations with God book series. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I, I, I have been kind of scared about the idea of putting out that episode because I wonder, like, Neil Donald, you know, like, is, do people... So I'm urging you guys, make sure that you tune in for the Stevo's Life Coach episode next week. It's really, really special. And thank you for sticking around to the end. I love you guys. Yeah, dude. I'm going to sleep for the first time in like two fucking days. Ha <laughs> ha!